This is Sports Map All Night with Bill Schmidt on the Sports Map Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts Studios, here's Bill Schmidt. All right, I'm trying to figure this out. So luckily, our next guest on the Progressive Guest Hotline, Progressive making it easy to bundle your home and car insurance. Get your quote at Progressive.com today. Our next guest there, Tim Kelly. You find him uh, via Twitter at Tim Kelly Sports, editorial director for Phillies Nation. Maybe Tim can help me out because he just tweeted out the picture that I've been thinking of ever since they walked it off in the cornfield in Iowa. What's the next place Major League Baseball starts with? Uh, Tim Kelly, was that Pablo Sanchez's backyard with the pool out in left and the inverted move out in center? Or is that Steel Stadium that I'm looking at, at Tim Kelly Sports uh, via Twitter, that they need to figure out how to play a Major League Baseball game in? It's Steel Stadium, but I've hit plenty of home runs with Pablo Sanchez into the pool that's over the left field wall. So, I I mean, I, I will contribute to this if we can make this happen. Man, it was really, really cool to watch tonight, but uh, I just got a kick out of that. I know all of our uh, 90s kids uh, will, will have a chuckle out of that one, man. But, uh, hey, there it doesn't matter what ballpark seemingly you're playing in these days. The Phillies have been hitting clutch homers uh, for the last couple of weeks. What's, been, in your mind, been the biggest source of the turnaround here as of late as uh, the Phillies have hung in here and the Mets – really opening the door for everybody out east. Yeah, well, I think they've gotten excellent pitching, but then you've had Bryce Harper get hot at the right time, and that, that's really been key. The craziest part about all this is you've been you've had Reese Hoskins, D.D. Gregorius, Andrew McCutcheon, a bunch of your key guys in and out of the lineup, and you've still managed to win, I believe, nine of ten games. You won eight in a row, lost the first two to the Dodgers, and then salvaged today's game. So, uh, I think it's a lot of the, a lot to do with pitching, but Bryce Harper's gotten hot, and Gene Segura's had an excellent season as well. Tim, I really liked what the Phillies did at the deadline. Not necessarily uh, guys that people were watching for to get moved in Kyle Gibson and Ian Kennedy. I think everybody kind of assumed they would, but it was somewhat on the back burner. Those are two guys who have played a lot of games. Kyle Gibson in the best year of his career and to get him kind of flying under the radar the way the Phillies were able to do felt like just a solidifying move, and if anything else, a good clubhouse move. Did did you read it that way as well, and how how imperative are those moves to bolster a rotation with a guy that was an all-star this year? Well, I think there's a few ways of looking at it. There were some people that were disappointed that the Phillies gave up on Spencer Howard, and I would probably count myself among them because I think he has a future as a really good reliever, and you're kind of feeling out the he's not a starter process. But setting that aside, you did get Ian Kennedy, who has a ton of experience and postseason experience, and then you also got um, Kyle Gibson, who prior last night's start wasn't great, but his first two starts were good. And the other thing the Ian Kennedy trade did is it allowed the Phillies to move Ranger Suarez from he had been a long reliever, then he had closed, and now he's in the starting rotation. And really what you've gotten now is you have, especially if Zach Eflin comes back, behind Zach Wheeler and Aaron Nola, you have three reliable options. And you haven't had that for a lot of the year with Vince Velasquez and Matt Moore and Chase Anderson. If you can just get five or six innings out of those last three in the rotation and maybe more on occasion, you're in really good shape because the top two, 
assuming Aaron Nola gets hot here, are really good. We're chopping it up, talking about the Philadelphia Phillies first place by a half game now with Tim Kelly of Phillies Nation here on Sports Map all night. I saw uh, Bryce bust out the bucket hat today after the bomb for the Phillies. You mentioned how hot he's gotten. Uh, he can carry any offense in baseball when, when he's swinging the bat the way he is right now. Have you noticed anything different in the approach or just uh, the, the bat-to-ball skills finally showing through for one of the best in the game again? Well, he had a couple injuries early on in the season, but pretty much all this season he, he's been getting on base at an exceptional clip. He has an on-base percentage of 409 this year. He's hitting close to 300, which is way higher than he hit the first two years. The thing that was lacking was the power, and now that's coming around. Now, he's had a strange season in the sense that, like, 18 of his 21 home runs, something like that, have been solo home runs, so the RBI number doesn't look gaudy. But he's got a 969 OPS. Like, he is, I think a lot of people felt after the first two years that Bryce Harper had had two really solid years for the Phillies, but he hadn't had his best year yet for the Phillies, and maybe this will turn out to be that. Was there any bit of the fan base that was starting to get restless with three? Um, I don't think restless was the way to look at it. I think people were a bit concerned that he's dealt with back injuries uh, for for the first few years of this deal, and there's 10 years left after that. So, Mm -hmm. And I don't think that concern's gone away, but he's gotten hot now, and it's kind of allowed you to overlook some of the he's declined in the field but offensively he's just been a force this year tim i'm here in milwaukee wisconsin so i have an affinity for gene segura that that a lot of people don't necessarily understand young man uh went through one of the most horrific tragedies that that i've ever seen a professional baseball player have to deal with at an incredibly young age losing his infant son and then to uh get a couple of different fresh starts and be a part of a couple of different big-time trades. Seems like he's really found a, a home there in Philly, and you mentioned the batting average is off the charts, but that guy can swing the bat a little bit, uh, and also it seems like the defense is starting to come around a little bit more for Segura as well this year. Yeah, and I think he, getting to second base was a good thing for him. He was not a, a shortstop, at least at this stage of his career. I think he's better geared to play second or third, and getting to play second on a full-time basis, he's done great. He has his arm. He has a shortstop's arm, so to be able to have that at second base is strong. And then the other thing is he's uh, he has a three seventy four on base percentage this year. He's really valued getting on base a little bit more over the last couple seasons. His on base percentage the first season with the Phillies was three twenty three. This is his third, and it's three seventy four. That's massive for a guy that's setting the table for Harper and Hoskins and some of your other big bats. Tim Kelly joining us here from Phillies Nation at Tim Kelly Sports, talking Philadelphia Phillies with us here uh, on Sports Map all night. You go to the uh, wins above replacement stat for pitchers, and nobody has been more uh, prone and more announced to winning uh, than Zach Wheeler with a 6 1 wins above replacement uh, on ESPN stat of it. You think he's getting the recognition for Cy Young that he deserves with such a dominant year that Wheeler's had so far? I think he's starting to get to, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I've kind of been beating this drum, and not in the, like if I didn't think Zach Wheeler was the front runner, I wouldn't say he's the front runner. 
But, I, I mean, there's guy Jacob DeGrom's injury opened the door for this because DeGrom was going to run away with it. Now he's kind of out of the picture. Mm-hmm. And you have Corbin Burns. You have Brandon Woodruff. There's a bunch of other guys in the mix. But, I mean, what he's done this season, he pitched, he's pitched 156 innings. He has a 242 ERA. You mentioned he leads all pitchers in war right now. Uh, he, uh, at the last I checked, he led in strikeouts. Like, Zach Wheeler is a guy, we saw him a lot in the National League East with the Mets for the first few years, and he was always the guy you said, if this guy puts it all together, he can win a Cy Young, and he can go on a stretch where for four or five years he's one of the best pitchers in baseball. He was very good in his first season with the Phillies. He's been great this year. Tim, I'm glad you said that, man, because watching him this year uh, on a couple of different occasions, I I thought the same thing where – uh, it, it struck me as, as one of those moments where I'm like, I knew the guy could play. I knew he was good. I guess I just didn't realize that he had this type of potential in him. Well, he has tremendous stuff, and I think he's learned how to use that better. And uh, He's just blowing people away with the fastball. That's what he did against the Mets, and I think that's something maybe he got away from a little bit last year. But when you can throw three or four pitches effectively and one of them is a high 90s fastball as a starter – uh, you're, you're going to have a lot of success at this level. And Zach Wheeler has just kind of come into his own this season. And the, the five-year, $118 million deal the Phillies signed him to when Garrett Cole and Steven Strasburg got significantly larger deals, I mean, it, it's one of the two or three most team-friendly deals in baseball right now. And Wheeler will be throwing tomorrow night as the Phillies take on the Cincinnati Reds uh, at Citizens Bank against Tyler Malley, the uh, starter for Cincinnati. This run that the Phillies are on, man, if it's going to take them to winning the NL East, who do you think is the bigger obstacle in front? Is it that Mets team that was out in front for the majority of the regular season, or uh, is it that talent-laden Braves team that's been there, done that for year and year in, year in and year out right now in the NL East? I think it's the Braves. I mean, I know the Mets have rebounded to a degree, but they looked cooked when they were here last weekend. And, uh, I mean, Jacob DeGrom, you don't know when he's coming back. Francisco Lindor's out. Uh, now the, the goalposts are being moved with Noah Syndergaard in terms of if he comes back, it's going to be a reliever, and you still really don't know if he's going to come back. So, the, the Braves are a team, even without Ronald Acuna, you have a core of Freddie Freeman, Ozzie Albies, guys that have won three NL East titles in a row. You have Charlie Morton in there who has been on a bunch of contenders in the last few years. He's kind of a mercenary that pops up with a contending team each year. So you have a team that knows how to win and has a good culture. So I, I think it's going to come down to the Phillies and the Braves in that NL East. And also looking at the schedule, seems like a pretty favorable close for the Phillies so far. Yeah, it is, and that's one of the reasons why, if you look at kind of the postseason odds, I think the Phillies entering today had just under a 50% chance to win the National League East. And, you know, there's certainly concerns about the Phillies. They have not fared well in September for three straight years, and that's a mental hurdle they're going to have to clear. But in terms of what you just look at on paper and what you can quantify, they are set up well to win this division. Tim, what are what are people putting in Brad Miller's Wheaties uh, that, that's forcing him to be so dang clutch? Uh, Brad Miller was here two years ago, and he bought a bamboo plant and got this cult following, and people were angry when they didn't re-sign him last year. He played on the Cardinals. They brought him back this year, and you know he's a great clubhouse guy, and he's someone that 
that you just you're drawn to people that hit missiles with no batting gloves on. There, there's mm-hmm. just something about those type of players uh, that that do that. Brad Miller is a a perfect bench piece. Maybe he'll be a DH somewhere, Philly or elsewhere, if the DH comes back to the NL next year. Uh, he's a really good guy to have on your team. Well, he feels like he could fit right on in with you and me playing a little bit of six-on-six six at Steel Stadium uh, in the next uh, the next midsummer classic that they're going to start up here in Major League Baseball. Tim, because uh, it feels like this money grab there in Iowa is not going anywhere anytime soon. I really appreciate you hanging out with us here tonight, man. A lot of fun, great insight. We'll talk before the postseason as uh, I tend to agree with you. I think it's going to come down to these Phillies and Braves in that NL East. Awesome. I appreciate it, man. And we'll definitely talk when they have the, the backyard baseball classic. Finally, once it comes uh, to MLB Network, we'll have another conversation. Appreciate it, Tim. It's Tim Kelly hanging out with us here. Phillies Nation editorial director there. Follow him via Twitter at uh, Tim Kelly Sports, at Tim Kelly Sports. On Twitter, he joins us on the Progressive Guest Hotline. Progressive making it easy to bundle your home and car insurance. Get your quote at Progressive.com today where you quote, buy, and save on home insurance with Progressive's new home quote explorer. I'm Bill Schmidt, Sean Mapes alongside. In one hour from right now, we're going to reveal three plays that pay for the following day. But in the next hour of the program, we got to get into this Kawhi Leonard stuff uh, in Los Angeles. So, Kawhi is back. He is not back on the deal we all anticipated he would sign. And Kawhi Leonard gives up money in his four-year contract and also costs more against the Clippers' cap. Yeah, I'll unpack that sticky situation in hour number three uh, as well as the Saints quarterback competition. Who makes the most sense? Straight ahead on Sports Map Radio.